With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yes, you've been thunderstruck, all right. Two weeks till Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. And we're bringing the thunder here a little early for Christmas, ladies. Owned by ACDC, cranking it up here on Raw Radio, episode number 121. Our next to last show of the year, 1724 444 7044. 
I'm your host, the Steel Curtain Man himself, the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, in the AFC North Champions home, the Pittsburgh Steelers of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And joining me live right now from Front Royal, Virginia, just outside the nation's capital, is my cohort, my tag team partner every Monday, ladies and gentlemen, here on Bar Radio, the Washington Redskins man. Hail to the Redskins indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Even though it was a tough one yesterday, is John Gross. John, how are you on this fine Monday? Yes, I am doing wonderful, yes. Yes, indeed, and of course, we've got a lot to talk about today, so settle in, folks, for the next two-plus hours. We're going to get you shook up and ready to go right before Christmas in our next-to-last show of the year. We've got a lot to talk about, and hopefully some guests will be with us this afternoon. one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. 444 7044 caller ID, 1-3-10-44-POUND. You can join us right now until after 5 o'clock, where we will give you the latest news and headlines. Yes, and join us till 5 o'clock. Oh, yes. You will be deleted! Yes. And, of course, let's get into the news right now, John. We have got a lot to talk about today, starting off with the NFL. A lot went down in Week 14, as you yeah. know. It all started. What are you doing? I'm doing. Bro- I'm impersonating Broken Man Hardy. Oh, yes. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. You can wait off on that for a little while. Okay. And good. But, uh, yes, he's doing a Woken Matt Hardy, as you can tell. We'll tell you about why he's doing that in just a few minutes. Uh, of course, it all started yesterday in uh, Los Angeles, as you know. Carson Wentz tore his ACL in the second half of the Philadelphia Eagles game against the Los Angeles Rams. His season is over. The Philadelphia Eagles clinched the division in the NFC East, but now Wentz is going to be out the rest of the year, and it could damage the Eagles' Super Bowl chances. John, your thoughts about this injury to Carson in Los Angeles yesterday? Tough injury, to say the least. It is. I mean, you know how these... Uh, uh, sometimes if you tear an ACL and MCL, it takes a long time to recover. And our thoughts and prayers are with Carson's friends and family and teammates in Philly. I know this is a tough blow for the Eagles to overcome. I mean, the Eagles have been playing great this season. They are 11-2 and right now. They are sitting in the driver's seat. But now it comes to be a little bit more difficult as Nick Foles will be taking over the starting reins beginning this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, and pretty much beyond there how until Wentz returns next season. I mean, he's had a great year, Carson Wentz has. And unfortunately, his season sadly comes to an end unfortunately a little too soon speaking of too soon let's talk about what happened down in Houston yesterday of course the San Francisco 49ers made it two wins in a row against the Houston Texans the story here though John was Tom Savage the quarterback he got knocked out with a concussion Bill O'Brien and the Texans could be facing some big time trouble from Mr. Roger Goodell if you will because of the concussion issue he did come back in the game but after the game O'Brien said however he never knew what happened but Savage according to some of his teammates said however he didn't know what city, what town, what team he was on. This is a scary thing, to say the least, for Mr. Savage. Oh, I agree. I mean, the Texans could get fined. They could be uh, in big-time hot water with the league. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, this is a very traumatic thing, to say the least, Howard. Now, the question is, will Savage play next week? It remains to be seen. Right now, T.J. Yates could get the starting nod in Houston. We'll have to wait and see how that goes during the course of the week. But right now, Tom Savage's season could be over after stepping in for Deshaun Watson, the all-star, who was having a great year for the Texans until uh, he got hurt with the torn ACL himself, let's just say. Then Savage came in, did okay for a few weeks, and now he is dinged with a concussion. Bill O'Brien's job could be on the line down there in Houston too, folks, so we're going to definitely be watching this very, very carefully. Now, the big ugly stories of the week, however, turned out to be, in of all places, Jacksonville, Kansas City, and yes, I want to say even Los Angeles again, 
just outside of L.A. In, and also in Pittsburgh. We'll start off first off in Kansas City. The Kansas City Chiefs got back in the win column, defeating the Oakland Raiders and maybe put a crimp in the uh, Raiders' playoff hopes, however. Obviously, the story here is Alex Smith and company finally got back on the winning edge. The Raiders in the silver and black could be maybe heading for disaster, however, and could be done for the season, however, unless they win next week. John, your thoughts about the Raiders' playoff hopes now as it looks more and more grim in Oakland? Definitely. And, of course, the big story there is Amari Cooper, the wideout, of course, could be out of the lineup again this week. He was out yesterday, or should I say, I think he tried to play yesterday, and then he got hurt again. But, obviously, of course, we heard he got hurt. But uh, we'll have to wait and see what the Raiders will have to do there. Also, what happened in Jacksonville? Well, let's tell you what happened in Jacksonville. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks lost to the Jaguars. But the story here was not the game. The story is what the fans did in Jacksonville going out of control. Apparently, they were throwing stuff towards the Seahawks players. And we understand Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, and some of the Seahawks were irate about this. And now the Jaguars have said nothing about what they're going to do to this fan or some of the fans that threw stuff at the players of Seattle, like popcorn. Uh, soda pop, beer. I mean, this was a scary, horrifying ordeal to watch. And if I'm Roger Goodell, I would definitely take this fan's tickets away, whoever did it, or even suspend some of these uh, guys however, who got in an altercation with the fans. John, this is absolutely uh, chaos, to say the least. Oh, what else can you say? It is chaos. And, of course, if you did not see the video, I suggest you check it out, folks. I mean, this was a very, very traumatic ordeal. I mean, this was absolutely bedlam and like uh, a full-scale ride almost going out of control down there in Jacksonville last night, let's just say. Also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I know John doesn't want to talk about this, but, of course, the L.A. Chargers, of course, beat up his Redskins, eliminating from the playoffs yesterday, so the Redskins are done for the season. The Chargers continue to charge up the standings in the AFC West. Also, folks, Eli Manning returned to the Giants yesterday. He got pounded by the Dallas Cowboys by 20. So, John, unfortunately, two of the big rivals in your division, however, did not have so much of a great day yesterday. Your thoughts about some of the games there? Uh, yeah, not, not a good day for all of them. No, no, no doubt. I would agree. And Eli Manning, he tried his hardest to come back after being benched last week. And unfortunately, in the fourth quarter, the Dallas Cowboys rode the Giants and basically chopped them down with their uh, mighty axe, if you will, and kept their playoff hopes alive. There's talk Ezekiel Elliott could be back this week, but he might not be back till Christmas Eve. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Of course, the Chargers and Phillip Rivers continue to be the big story in the AFC West. However, they have been unstoppable since they started out the season 0-4 and have won, I believe, six of their last eight or seven of their last nine. We will talk more about that here in just a little bit. But the big story, John, is obviously what happened in Pittsburgh last night. The Pittsburgh Steelers are your AFC North champions. They defeated the Baltimore Ravens. Although the Ravens were up 14 at one point, the Steelers came alive in the fourth quarter. Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Bell... Um, uh, like I said, Le'Veon Bell and Chris Boswell, the B4 square team, came through once again. And the Steelers right now are clear at 11-2, but they got a tall order with Tom Brady and company Sunday in Pittsburgh. The Patriots playing tonight against Miami. Your thoughts about uh, yesterday's game in Pittsburgh between the Ravens and the Steelers as the Steelers wrapped it up and swept the Ravens here. Congratulations to your team, buddy. Thank you very much. And I'll tell you, they did not play their best game last night. They started out great. 
But I'll tell you what, you knew it was going to be a prize fight, like an Ali Foreman fight. And anytime you have Pittsburgh and Baltimore, it was always that way. And some of these calls, I'll say, were bad last night, no doubt about it, on both sides of the ball. But at the end of the night, the final 15 minutes belonged to Pittsburgh and Ben Roethlisberger passing for 500 yards. 500, folks, in the air. And I'll tell you, 200 of those yards came at the hands of probably the best wideout of the league right now, one of the top first-teamers this year, without question, A.B. himself, Antonio Brown, Ryan Shazier, of course, the Steelers linebacker, did not play the game due to an injury he suffered last Monday night. Of course, the Steelers nation was on their uh, toes last night in remembrance of him because he is recovering from a serious spine injury. Our thoughts and prayers are with Shazier's friends and family and colleagues. And, uh, Ron, we're thinking of you. We love you, man. We hope you get back in the lineup soon, but it's going to be probably not until next year, maybe, if at all, if you decide to come back to the pros. But I know the Steelers won this and the division outright for you in clinching the uh, top spot in the AFC North. Now, speaking of football, ladies and gentlemen, the Heisman Trophy was on Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, in New York City. Baker Mayfield defeated Lamar Jackson and Bryce Love. As a result, he is this year's Heisman winner. He now gets ready to face George in the Rose Bowl in three weeks in Pasadena. John, your thoughts about Baker Mayfield uh, pulling off the Heisman Trophy on Saturday night in New York City? All i got to say is congratulations to him. Indeed, and of course, he's got a tall order down the road. Of course, he has had a very good season for the Oklahoma Sooners and Lincoln Riley. They got a big day with Kirby Smart and Georgia in Pasadena in three weeks, as we said. The winner of that will face the winner of the Clemson-Alabama game in the Sugar Bowl. Of course, that'll be all tonight, ladies and gentlemen, in New Orleans. Yes, folks, the Superdome, and that'll be at the Nokia Sugar Bowl between the Clemson Tigers and Dabo Sweeney versus Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. We'll talk more about that in just a second, and I'll be right back. So hold on a sec. You can give the plug while I'll be right back. All right, one seven two four 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 seven four 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 ideas. One three eight seven four four pounds. Press one and join us. Okay, I'm back. Thank you very much, John. Uh, indeed, however, and of course, also we'd like to congratulate the high school teams here in Pennsylvania. Quaker Valley High School winning the state title, of course. Pine Richland and Eric Kasparovich becoming the first. Uh, quarterback and coach to win a state title as a player and coach <clears throat> at Pine Richland this past Saturday night against St. Joe's Prep, uh, winning by 20 there in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And also congratulations goes to the Jeanette Jayhawks, however, from Westmoreland County, about a half hour outside of my neck of the woods, beating Homer Center, of course, on Thursday afternoon in Hershey. The only team that did not win was Gateway High School as they lost to Archbishop Wood of Philadelphia, 49-14 on Friday. Erie Prep, of course, also won Thursday night, but four out of five teams from Western PA dominate this year rather than the East, so congratulations to all those schools involved. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot more to talk about. Of course, we're going to talk a little bit more, uh, some wrestling news when we get back to, uh, from birthdays and dates with John, including uh, a couple of wrestlers, however, who were in, uh, well, let's just say a little hot water and also one that could have his career in jeopardy. Also, we'll go over the Clash of the Champions predictions and give you our thoughts. So we will talk about that in just a few minutes. In the meantime, let's turn it over to John right now, ladies and gentlemen, who gives us our thoughts about birthdays and dates from the last three days. And then when we come back, we'll start with that. So, John, go right ahead. Okay, 43 years ago today in Tohashi, Japan, Jack Briscoe beat Giant Baba to win the NWA World Heavyweight title. Yes. <clears throat> 22 years ago today, ECW presented December to Dismember from the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yes. The Sandman beat Mikey Whipwreck and Steve Austin in a three-way dance to win the ECW World Heavyweight title. Indeed. 
That was Austin's last bout in an ECW ring. That's right, because he would be shortly thereafter on his way to WWE, correct? Yes. Yep. Um, 16 years ago today, WWE presented Vengeance. Yes. From the San Diego Sports Arena in San Diego, California. Yes, and this was historic, too. Yep, because Chris Jericho became the first man in history to win, the, become the WWE Undisputed Champion, beating The Rock and Steve Austin on the same night. Speaking of Jericho, I just want to point out a quick note, folks. I don't know. Uh, I'll bring this up to you. I don't know if you saw it yet, John. He apparently invaded Japan over the week to hype up his big match with Kenny Omega in three weeks. He attacked Kenny Omega over this weekend and sent a message to Kenny Omega and told Omega's friends and family and friends, however, I'm coming for you, Kenny Omega, in Tokyo, however. And uh, he showed no remorse about it this past weekend, believe it. So and the they're starting to hype up that match between him and Omega in Tokyo. But go ahead. You were saying about The Undertaker. And now. The Undertaker, BRVD, to win the WWE Hardcore Championship. I think that was one of the only times that those two would fight. Yes, I do recall that. Yes. Yeah. Um, nine years ago. No, wait a minute. Twelve, thirteen years ago today in Osaka, Japan, Shinsuke Nakamura beat Hiroshi Tenzin to win the IWGP Heavyweight title. And Tenzon, of course, famous for the NWO uh, Japan contingent. We know about the King of Strong Style, of course. Yep. Nine years ago today, Ron, Ron Killings announced that he left TNA. Yes, and now he's recovering from a serious uh, surgery he had recently, and our thoughts and prayers are with our truth, of course, certainly, as he will be out for quite some time. That same day, Victoria announced her intention to retire from professional, professional wrestling. Yep, and go into the pizza business. Yep. Seven years ago today, Angelina Love in winter beat Madison Rain and Tara in a tournament final to win the TNA Knockouts Tag Team titles. Well, speaking of Angelina Love and Madison Rain, let me ask you this. We've talked about them before. Do you think we'll see them in WWE possibly in the coming year? Possibly. Yep, it's possible. I know uh, one of them is actually involved. Oh, that's Velvet Sky. I was thinking of is involved with uh, Bully Ray. Uh, possibly we could see the beautiful people show up in TNA. You never know. Yep. Five years ago today, TNA presented final resolution from the Impact Zone. Yes. Um, three years ago, four years ago today, WWE presented the 2013 Slammy Award. Hmm. And uh, I'll go over the list. All right. What a Maneuver of the Year was featured by Roman Reigns Spear. Yes. The Faction of the Year belonged to The Shield. Yes. The you Still Got It of the Year belonged to Goldust. Yep. Couple of the Year was Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. Yep. Tag Team of the Year, Cody Rhodes and Goldust. Yes. Being a Strength of the Year was Mark Henry pulling... Two trucks with his bare hands. I remember that, yes. The same one of the year was Dusty Rhodes for one stipulation. I'm in my boy's corner and I'll be a Huckleberry all night long. I remember that line. I forgot all about that line, yes. Best dance moves of the year was the Funkadactyl. Yep. The favorite web show was the JBL and Cole show, Michael. Yeah, I watched a few of those. Those were pretty good. Yeah, I remember that. The best crowd of the year 
was Smarkamania 2 in East Rutherford, New Jersey. That's right. Catchphrase of the year, Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes, yes. Are you there? Yeah, I heard you. I'm saying yes, indeed. I'm Trending there. now, hashtag of the year was The Shield. Believe in The Shield. Yep. This is awesome moment of the year was Big Show knocking out Triple H. I remember that, yep. The Shield won Breakout Star of the Year. Yep. Daniel Bryan won Beard of the Year. Yep. Um, The Rock, the Rock won LOL Moment of the Year. Yep, it looks like the shield cleaned up at the uh, Slammies. Uh, uh, not not really. We'll <laughs> tell you more about that. Good. Shawn Michaels cost Daniel Bryan the WWE title in the double cross of the year. I remember that, yep. The Bella Twins won Diva of the Year. Daniel Bryan won Superstar of the Year. Yes. Fan participation of the year got the Daniel Bryan Yes chant. The insult of the year had Stephanie McMahon insulting Big Show. I remember that. The extreme moment of the year had CM Punk in his vengeance on Paul Heyman. That's right. And match of the year was John Cena versus The Rock at WrestleMania 29. Which I think was crap. I don't think that was match of the year, personally. Yep. Three years ago today, WWE presented tribute to the troops from the Columbus Civic Center in Columbus, Georgia. Yes. Um, oh, yes, and we have a big birthday. Yes. Uh, we had a big birthday on Saturday. Yes. And can you tell me who this man's name is? It is Kurt Angle. 49, he turned 49 today. Yes, and also happy birthday to S.A. Rios, 40. JTG, 33, and also, believe it or not, the late Stephen Dunn, best known as Steve Dahl, however, died, who died of a blood clot at the age of 48, however, back in 2009, and who was the guy that uh, Scott Hall dealt with back in the day when Scott Hall returned the very first night, however, in Memorial Day 1996, however, he would have been today um, 57, believe it or not. So happy, yep. happy birthday to all those people involved. Yep. All right. Let's move on to Saturday. Sunday, you mean? Sunday. Sorry. That's okay. Don't worry about it. And while we're doing that, ladies and gentlemen, just a quick reminder, of course, we will uh, tell you tonight at 11.30 p.m. Be sure to check out John's Facebook page at facebook.com, G-R-O-H-S. He will have the latest news and stories, however, ladies and gentlemen, of course, including, of course, what happened on Raw, Monday Night Football, and other news, of course, maybe from the past weekend, and also from today. Uh, we have a couple other news stories we'll talk about when John gets done. Before we get to our big uh, stories of the day, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we just gave you a sample of it already, but we have more stories coming up here shortly after John gets the birthdays and dates. As we mentioned, we'll tell you about those in just a few minutes. All right. All right, got it. I think I got it up now. And uh, while John's doing that, also a quick reminder, tomorrow night at 2 for Tuesday begins at 7 p.m. with Outside the Ropes, 139926 pounds. Dora T. Smith and I will be in your Time Machine favorite show where we look at the past and present of wrestling. Who knows what we'll dig up. And then at 9 o'clock, John will have birthdays and dates. Dora and I will have a news headlines beyond Revolution, 138055 pounds. We will also talk about tonight's Raw, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, on what should be a very special, unique Tuesday night show. All right. 45 years ago today, 
in Rice Lake, Wisconsin, Ric Flair, woo! Yes. Debuted against George Godofsky in a 10-minute draw. Yes. 40, um, 44 years ago today in New York City, uh, Bruno San Martino, who lives in your neck of the woods, am I right? Yep, very close, actually. On the WWE Championship over Stan the Man Stasiak. Yes, the man with the heart attack punch. Yep. 42 years ago today, Terry Funk beat Jack Briscoe to win the NWA World Heavyweight title. Hmm. 18 years ago today in Osaka, Japan, Tenru beat Kojimoto to win the IWGP Heavyweight title. Um, let's see what else. 17 years ago today, WWE presented Armageddon from the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center. Yes. And Armageddon 2000, believe it or not, remains the only WWE pay-per-view event held in Alabama. That's right. Edging Christian won the WWE Tag Team Championship in a fatal four-way match, and Chris Benoit won the Intercontinental Championship over Billy Gunn. Yes. And we had a big main event, a Hell in a Cell. Yes. Which featured not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six. Yes. And it was Kurt Angle, Stone Cold, Triple H, Rikishi, The Rock, and The Undertaker. And in that match, that was where uh, Vince McMahon ripped the door off the hell in a cell as he had like a like a company take down trying to take down the door of the hell in a cell, but Mick Foley wouldn't allow that. That's right. And that let all the superstars loose and next thing you know, both of them were on top of the cell. Yep. And something bad happened, and you know something bad happens down there. Oh, yes. And and it sure did. <laughs> yes, it did. Rikishi went off the cage and into a truck. Yep. Flatbed truck. The Undertaker threw him. And he guess who threw him off of that? Yeah, the Undertaker. Yeah, he pushed him. Yep. Just like he did Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley that yes, same year. Right. Yep. Um. All right. Back to the matter. Back to the truth at hand. Yes. Um, Eleven years ago today, TNA presented Turning Point from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. Yes. Ten years ago today, WWE presented the Raw 15th Anniversary Special from the arena at Harbor Yard in Bridgeport, Connecticut. We know we know in a few weeks' time, Raw will be celebrating its 25th anniversary. Yes, it'll be here before you know it. And we understand that a couple names will be in contact for that. Yep, seven years ago today, Christopher Daniels won the ROH World Television title over Eddie Edwards. Yes. Um... Four years ago today, WWE announced that WrestleMania 31 would take place at the new Levi Stadium 
on March 25th, 2015. Yes. Happy 33rd birthday to JTG. And do we have any more birthdays? Uh, as far as Sunday goes, I'm trying to find... I will see what... I'm going to find out, however. Let's go to Sunday, however. I'll see what I can find out. Monday. Oh, excuse me, today, yes. And before we do, a quick reminder, ladies and gentlemen, that coming up on uh, Wednesday night, ladies and gentlemen, however, we will have a triple stack for you, as we do every Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, here on Talk Shoe. Of course, the fun begins at 6, 3 p.m. with Outside the Rose, where we talk about the movies we talk, politics, movies, politics, sports, and everything, One four one three eight seven. 8 o'clock, of course, is the wrestling debate with Gerard, Michelle, myself, and everyone else who comes on to debate the hottest topics of wrestling. And then Revolution, of course, with the SmackDown recap tied in as well with the news headlines by Gerard and myself and John with the birthdays and dates. Get you set up at just after 9 o'clock on Wednesdays. 138055-POUND is the caller ID again for that. Of course, the Outside the Ropes shows, 14137. We also have a little trivia contest. Sometimes John and myself have a little battle with the head man himself, Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw. Also on Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, we have a double dip on Thursday. 14562 pound at 7 p.m. with Top Healing, which Rod, myself, Michelle, and the rest of the gang. We talk about the past, heels, current, and from the past of, of, of the archives. 14562 pound. And, and you can join us for Top Heel on Thursday nights. And then, of course, Wolfpack Radio at 9 o'clock gets you set up. However, 138521-POUND, of course, ladies and gentlemen, each and every Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen, as we, of course, again, have the birthdays and dates supplied by John and, of course, the headlines of the news with Gerard and myself. But before we continue on with Monday, I want to point out some news right now that's going on. Of course, first off, I'll talk about it right now as I'll get about a few things out. I'm going to get John's thoughts about this before we get into uh, Monday's uh, birthdays and uh, news wrestling headlines, of course, of uh, what happened earlier this weekend. Of course, some other news going on pertaining to wrestling and non-wrestling. First off, of course, uh, earlier today, ladies and gentlemen, it was reported, of course, there was an incident involving something that happened in Times Square this morning. Apparently, as the device went off in the middle of the rush hour, morning hour, however, three people were slightly injured due to this, however, we understand, and as a result, they have caught the suspect now, and he is from Bangladesh, we understand. He is 27 years old, however, we understand. We're trying to get his name here, which we will have here in just a few moments, however. But, John, apparently New York was the scene of another attack this morning, however, and the governor and, of course, the mayor had plenty to say about it earlier this afternoon. Let's get your thoughts about what went on this morning in New York City. Can it be too much? I agree. Can it be too much? I mean, this is sickening. Yeah, it is, and especially with two weeks to go until New Year's. However, you're doing this, however, and the week and two weeks. Three before, weeks. Yeah, it's three weeks. Thank you, and three weeks till Christmas. And I mean, two weeks till Christmas too. Yeah, sorry about that. Thank you. You're right. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, how we are trying to find out some other news going on, of course, about this. But nevertheless, however, we'll have to keep an eye on it. However, as a result, we understand, of course. Uh, that they have caught the person now, and he is in custody as we speak, however. And we're trying to find out some news about that here, right now here, folks. So please bear with us. We're trying to get this, like I said, however. Uh, like I said, however. Uh, I'm trying to find the story, however. I just saw it a second ago, however. So uh, bear with me, of course. Uh, we'll tell you about it here. Hold on a second. Uh, okay, here we go. I found it, however. It says here, a suspect, I just had it, sorry folks, and I'll repeat it again, here we go. 
Here it is. Okay. A suspected terrorist is in custody after allegedly detonating a small explosive device in the New York subway system shortly after 8 o'clock this morning, sending commuters scrambling to evacuate a major transit hub just blocks from Times Square, said city officials. The explosion occurred in an underground passageway near the Port Authority bus terminal, and despite the rush hour crowds, only three people suffered minor injuries, said officials. Governor Andrew Cuomo called the explosion, quote, one of our worst nightmares on New York City Mayor Bill de Blasso called it an attempted terrorist attack. Cuomo said that on CNN that the homemade device only partially detonated and explained that the bomb was in a pipe itself that did not explode. Authorities called it an improvised low-tech explosive device that was attached to the suspect with zip ties and Velcro. The 27-year-old suspect, however, identified as a Cade Ula, is in the hospital, badly injured in the arm and torso from the device that went off in his arm, said sources. Ula, originally from Bangladesh, however, seven years ago on a family-based visa and has an address in Brooklyn, however, uh, said that the explosive was assembled in his apartment. Originally from Bangladesh, she also told authorities he is self-inspired from ISIS online propaganda. So there you go. Oh, my God. So apparently that just tells you right there what this uh, guy was doing yesterday. So I I don't understand that. I'm sorry. I just don't. It just makes me ill, to say the least. So there you go. Uh, some other news, of course, talking about New York, of course, this past week, we saw what happened with snow, and of course, the city of Buffalo and up north, mm-hmm. like, me in Pittsburgh, as I mentioned <clears throat> earlier today, however, mind you, however, uh, they got about 12 to 18 inches of snow up there, and they're expecting maybe another about 4 to 6 inches, we'll have to wait and see what happens, but John, Christmas came a little early in Buffalo, if you will, this past weekend, with 12 to 16 inches and more expected. Your thoughts about what's going on up there? Uh, I hope Buffalo makes it out okay. Yeah, you and me both, believe me. And I just sent you something so you can put it up there if you get a chance there, John. I appreciate that if you could do that. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of New York, one last New York item before we get back to birthdays and dates with John for today. Uh, and then we'll talk about um, one of the other wrestling stories going on, how, or a couple other wrestling stories going on, is what happened with the Florida Marlins this weekend. Apparently, and I have Monday's histories and birthdays up. Okay, good. And like I said, how we have heard, however, possibly, according to reports, however, uh, well, it was confirmed today that apparently, however, ladies and gentlemen, however, this is, well, this is the story, however, this is, I, I've just read, how, and I do want to thank Joseph Lee for reporting this, however, before we uh, tell you about this, however, Last week, it was reported, however, there are rumors that WWE is building towards a match between Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. However, Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer, needless to say, said that it wasn't happening because Bryan still has not been cleared to wrestle for WWE. Now, Cage Side Seed Tower, in a report acknowledging the rumors, suggests that it could still has, happen with a possible twist. The belief is that WWE is building towards the match, but if Bryan is clear, not cleared to wrestle, he will get someone to take on Shane as his surrogate. It is unknown who the WWE might have in mind for that position if this is the case. Brian, of course, had previously said that other doctors have cleared him, however, and he's currently waiting on a WWE doctor to do the same. Your thoughts about this whole thing involving Shane and Daniel Bryan, John? Uh, um, I, I just hope they let Daniel Bryan wrestle. And the question is, will it be at WrestleMania? Will it be at the Royal Rumble? We really don't know, but we'll have to wait and see. Also, ladies and gentlemen, however, we got some other news to talk about, of course, of what's going on. And we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. But, yeah, I would agree with you of what's going on right now, however, mind you, involving uh, the whole thing, however, mind you, however, apparently, however, mind you, however, 
uh, involving Daniel Bryan, of course, and Shane O'Mac. I mean, there has been talk it could be at SummerSlam. Like I mentioned, it could be at WrestleMania in April. Heck, it could be even at the Royal Rumble. But we'll have to wait and see what happens, however. Uh, that being said, only time will tell, however. But we do have some other news going on real quick, however. In fact, Harvey Weinstein is back in the news again, ladies and gentlemen. And here is the latest, however, involving that, however, as I'm trying to get the information right now. In fact, here is the story, however. Last month, actress Paz de La Herta claimed that the embattled producer, Harvey Weinstein, raped her on two separate occasions, joining many other women in accusing Weinstein of sexual misconduct. It had been reported that police were investigating her claims, but now TMZ reports that charges unlikely. The actress said that in November of 2010, Weinstein showed up at an apartment where he pushed her on the bed, lifted her skirt, and raped her. In late December of the same year, he appeared in the lobby of her hotel, ended up in a room after she asked him to leave, and then raped her again. The reason that charges are unlikely is that, according to police, there are issues within the case. First of all, it's been over seven years, so memory of the events may not be accurate. Plus, D. LaHerta had interactions with Weinstein between the first and second rape, which makes pressing charges difficult. D. LaHerta said that, that she told her therapist about the incident. Police said that the therapist remembers the 2010 session, however, remembers her describing intercourse. The statement reads as follows. I recall you in reporting me to a sexual encounter with Harvey Weinstein involving him in your apartment in 2010 that was all you and feeling victimized. I recall you telling me that it feel coercive to tell you you want to have sex with him and felt that you had to as he was a man of power ranking and you couldn't say no to his advances. Police sources now claim that the therapist's memory does not show a lock, enough of a lack of consent to prove that it was rape. One source said that the issues with the case does not mean it wasn't rape, but the standard to prove guilty beyond a reasonable doubt is high, and prosecutors do not want to move forward if it does not meet that standard. John, your thoughts about this story involving Harvey Weinstein? Oh, man. He should just quit while he's ahead. Well, he's had a lot of people come out over the last few months or so say, however, that they were attacked and brutally uh, assaulted, however, by this uh, young man, of course, needless to say. And uh, like I said... Uh, he is definitely in hot water. I mean, he has definitely suffered a lot of uh, backlash out of this whole ordeal. If that's not all, ladies and gentlemen, however, we've got some other news going on. In fact, Jack Swagger recently did an interview, however, talked to, uh, about when he decided to join Bellator MMA and when he decided to leave WWE. In fact, this is what he said, however, about a few things, however, recently. This was his comments, however, involving what was going on. Uh, when he decided to leave WWE, he said, I guess it's in my head for a couple of years now. Yeah, but you go up there and talk about being unhappy about certain things. It's a hard, fine way to change it. But I think when Dutch went over to Mex-America, that was kind of the end for me. Things got a little serious for me as far as coming up with an exit plan. It still took another year before after that, and, and then I was ready to go. Now, involving CM Punk, however, however, he said this, involving Punk signing with UFC. He's a very smart guy. You can't deny him that. I saw it as an exit business move, and it seems like he was passionate about it, but it looked like more like a business move where he was going to make a lot of money. So as one of the boys in the back, I couldn't be mad about someone doing that. Was I a bit shocked? Yeah, maybe, but at the same time, I've known him for a while and kind of expected it a little bit. Now, I'm wanting to fight with Frank Mir. Swagger said this, Yeah, not too far down the road. I respect him. I think he has a great story with what he's done there to get there and to come back in the wins. He's been very impressive. With Brock, I don't think there's a guy on the planet that wouldn't want to fight Brock so soon enough. I'll be able to throw my hand ring, so I will be ready. And I hope he picks me, not Brock. Your thoughts about the comments by Swagger? Um, Swagger, well, yeah, we've missed Swagger a lot here yep. in WWE, but hope he does very well. Certainly, certainly. And uh, the question is, will he be good enough to uh, basically uh, show that he uh, has a chance, however? 
we'll have to wait yeah. and see. I mean, that's the big, big question. Uh, let's go to birthdays again with you. Help back to you on Monday, uh, as far as birthdays and dates with you. However, and when we uh, come back, however, we're going to talk about another guy who is in big time hot water with the WWE after what happened over the weekend. Who it is? We'll tell you about it in just a few minutes. So, John, go right ahead with Monday. Okay, forty-two years ago today, Giant Bob and Destroyer meet Dory Funk Jr. and Jumbo to. To Surata. Yes. 20 years ago today, Triple at Raw is War, Triple H beat Shawn Michaels to win the WWE European Championship. Yes. In an event predating the infamous finger poke of doom, Michaels laid down for Helmsley as the members of DX made a mockery of the match ordered by Sergeant Slaughter. Um, 15 years ago today, Sonny Siaki beat Jerry Lynn to win the NWAX division title. Hmm. 12 years ago today, TNA presented Turning Point from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. Um, Sting, the event was noted for the announcement of Sting and also the no-show of Jeff Hardy. Yes. Suspended and released from the company. Um, let's see, what else? Seven, eight years ago today, in a war of the Titans, Ciudad Madaro, Mexico, El Macias beat Dr. Wagner Jr. in a Domo Dean Marto Thunderdome cage match to win the AAA World Heavyweight title. Seven years ago today, WWE taped Tribute to the Troops from Fort Hood in Killeen, Texas. And that was the last Tribute to the Troops event to be held outdoors. But I understand that we know Holiday Week is in the USA, but I understand Tribute to the Troops will be held outdoors again. Yeah, in fact, they're going to be airing it this uh, coming uh, Thursday night. Yep, six years ago today, TNA presented Final Resolution. Hmm. Um, six years ago today, WWE presented Tribute to the Troops from the Crown Coliseum in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yes. Um, three years ago today, NXT presented TakeOver 3 Revolution. Hmm. And that was the debut of Kevin Owens. Yes. And that was when Sami Zayn won the NXT title over Neville. That was a good match. I remember that match, yes. Yeah. And KO came out to beat up on Sami Zayn. Yes, that's right. Happy 43rd birthday to Rey Mysterio. Yes. And uh, any birthdays? I do think there's one more birthday, if I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to find out that right now. I can also, let's see here. I do know that also this week, ladies and gentlemen, I have heard it on good authority that there has been talk that David Otunga could be returning to the uh, panel this week, however, after what has happened in his personal life lately. 
but he could be returning as a panelist this Sunday at the Clash of Champions show in Boston. Uh, As far as any other birthdays, I think there's one or two. I'm not sure. I'm trying to get that information now. Uh, I do know for a fact, let's see here. uh, Hold on, I'll tell you in a minute here. I'm just trying to, here we go. I do think, however, there is one or two more. Let's take a look here. Uh, Bear with me here, folks. Uh, Like I said, uh, we are trying to get some information here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, While we're doing that, ladies and gentlemen, we can tell you the other story that's going on right now. Uh, And we're going to get John's thoughts on this real quick. According to reports, ladies... Oh, 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 oh. What? Um, I think we missed out on something. December 10th, 2015, Yes, I believe Jake Roberts called Bray Wyatt and said he wanted to, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, a couple years ago. You're right. I forgot about that. You're right. I forgot about that. You're right. Yes. Yep. And speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, I'm just trying to get this information. Bear with me here, here folks. Bear with me. Uh, I just saw it a second ago. I do know over the weekend how our talking about wrestlers have gotten the hot water, obviously, one of them being Rich Swan. However, of course, Rich Swan, over the weekend, ladies and gentlemen, in case you did not hear, ladies and gentlemen, did get busted over the weekend, however, for assaulting his wife, if you will, and was thrown in the uh, jail, if you will. But now, however, they have suspended him following his arrest. This is the latest we can tell you about right now, ladies and gentlemen. However, we're getting this information right now here, so please bear with us. Uh, of course, it all started, of course, that he was arrested for false imprisonment slash kidnapping and a misdemeanor charge of battery touching or striking against his wife. However, he was released, however, late yesterday on his own reconnaissance. As part of his release, he had to sign a statement that he would have, quote, no direct or indirect hostile contact with Riggs. That means that he can technically contact her and even live with her, but he can't fight with her, insult her, or threaten her. He also has to contact court services within a day of being released. A judge was already being assigned to his case, but a court hearing has not been set yet, however. This happened after what went down Saturday night, however, apparently, following a show in Florida, we understand. Of course, his car, of course, was uh, not left, in, was parked, however, but it struck a telephone pole and hit a pole. But the thing was, we understand that his wife, however, was put in a headlock by Swan, and she was seen kicking and screaming the whole way back, however, and someone, or anybody trying to save her could not do so. Apparently, he has been suspended without pay, apparently because of this whole ordeal. And as a result, however, his cruiserweight match that he was supposed to have tonight with Drew Pepperjack Gulak, however, in Cleveland, may or may not happen. I wouldn't be surprised if it does not happen now. But, John, your thoughts about Rich Swan and uh, this latest incident involving what went down Saturday night, early yesterday morning in Florida? Well, uh, I believe that this is... This is... uh. People grabbing each other by the put by the you know what. Yeah, it says here. However, at the time, and now we, ex- he and now we, well, it says here he exited the car. Swan grabbed her by the neck, leaned to rig, screamed for help, and then beating on her car window and trying to exit the car again. Once he had her back inside, he was pulled over. However, and arrested a short time later. As a result, he denied getting physical with Riggs, despite the eyewitness reports. However. As a result, this is what WWE had to say about the matter late yesterday afternoon before Swan was arrested early, released earlier this morning or late last night. Upon arrest for such misconduct, a WWE talent will be immediately suspended. Upon conviction for such misconduct, a talent will be immediately terminated. I would say right now his future in the WWE 
is done. He is done. I think his career is over, and I think he just really screwed the pooch on this one. No pun intended, if you will. And as a result, however, his career could be over, in my opinion. Yeah, he really did it this time. Yes, he did. And, you know, it's a shame because this guy had so much potential. Uh, I can tell you also, Matt Bentley had a birthday yesterday. He turned 38. The late Doug Furness, however, who used to team up with Phil LaFon in ECW and WWE, who died of heart disease uh, back in March of 2012, however, had a birthday. He would have been 58 years old yesterday. And today is also a very not-so-happy birthday, however, for our least favorite person, the nerd boy. Yes, James Ellsworth has a birthday today. He's 33. Also, Rey Mysterio, the master of the 619, is 43 years old today. So there you go, however. And yeah. uh, uh, do we have any other birthdays or any other news? I think that's it. Okay. Um, right now, let's uh, give you the number again, 1724-444-7044. Caller ID, 138744-POUND. This is Monday, December 11, 2017, ladies and gentlemen. Two weeks to Christmas, almost three weeks until the start of the new year, as this is our next to last show of the year. Of course, next week, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back with episode 122. Ladies and gentlemen, we will talk about the aftermath of the Clash of Champions, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and I got some sports breaking news, too. Okay, John's got some late-breaking sports news in for us. John, go right ahead. Please give us the news. What do you got? The Philadelphia Phillies may be interested in uh, Manny Machado. Ooh, interesting. The first day of the winter means in Florida. Baltimore Orioles superstar Manny Machado, who has been talked about this past offseason, of course, uh, being uh, one of the big free agents, of course, uh, after uh, Tawny apparently went to the L.A. Angels or the Anaheim Angels, or Los Angeles Angels this past weekend, along with Giancarlo Stan, who was traded from the Marlins to the Yankees, however, this pa- earlier today, however, and will play with Aaron Judge starting this coming season, however, finishing out his 10-year, $290 million contract, of course, Otani signing with the Angels over the weekend. Of course, he had offers from Chicago, San Diego, San Francisco, and others, of course, including L.A. and, I believe, Chicago. He will now go to the Angels of Anaheim, and as Sean told us, the Phillies right now are expressing a serious interest in Manny Machado. I have also heard on good authority that possibly superstar Andrew McCutcheon could be staying with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Either I'll be right back. Uh, all right, thank you very much, Sean. A long-term deal, or... He could be maybe staying for a short-term deal with Pittsburgh. We'll have to wait and see, ladies and gentlemen. But, folks, we're going to be watching these very carefully. Of course, the winter meetings just beginning today in Orlando as baseball is set to begin its powwow, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, just a few weeks shy of Christmas. And who knows who's going to get rich and who won't get rich before Christmas. Uh, when we come back, when John comes back, folks, we will talk about the Clash of Champions show, of course, this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. It will be live, ladies and gentlemen, on the WWE Network from Boston in the TD Garden, if you will. It should be a very exciting show, of course. Last year, as you know, it was held in Indianapolis, of course, in September. Of course, the big main event last year was Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Well, this year's main event, of course, in Boston will be AJ Styles taking on the Punjabi Prince, if you will, the Maharaja of Madness, if you will. Jinder Mahal, and folks, it is going to be a very interesting show, of course. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night they will be in Cincinnati, Ohio. One week from today they will be in Providence, Rhode Island. Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar have been 
uh, Ted, that they will be showing up for that show next Monday night and possibly announcing their uh, plans for what will be happening at the Rumble in late January in Philadelphia. Speaking of Philadelphia, tickets for the TakeOver show went on sale this past Saturday in Philadelphia at the Wells Fargo Arena. If you're in the Philadelphia area, I suggest you get your tickets now for the Rumble for TakeOver Philadelphia as well as the Rumble Raw and SmackDown will be coming up in late January there at the Wells Fargo Arena in the city of Brotherly Love, the home of cheesesteak and the home of our good friend Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer, if you will, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's going to be very interesting coming up next month. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, they will be in Newark, New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen, two weeks from tomorrow, however, for the next to last SmackDown of the year. And then two weeks from tonight, ladies and gentlemen, they will be live. That's right, live on Christmas night in Chicago, ladies and gentlemen, and the day after Christmas, if you will, in the Windy City. So, folks, that's going to be very, very interesting. Now, here are the matches that are coming up this Sunday that you will see only at the Clash of Champions. In a triple threat match for the U.S. title will be Baron Corbin versus the Glorious Bobby Roode versus the show-off Dolph Ziggler. Charlotte Flair taking on an Italian a Lumberjack match. It will now be a fatal four-way match, however, for the tag team straps. However, I'm not sure if it's going to be elimination or not. It will be the Usos defending their gold against the New Day versus Gable and Benjamin versus Rusev in English. And, of course, in the tag team and uh, blockbuster with implications. It will be Randy Orton and his partner, the King of Strong Style, Shinsuke Nakamura, who will take on Kevin Owens tomorrow night in Cincinnati, taking on KO and Sami Zinn. But the thing is, how Shane O'Mac will be your guest referee, and if Owens and Sami should lose, they will be let go from WWE. So far, five matches total. It should be a great show this Sunday night, however, in uh, Beantown. And I believe John is back with us now. John, are you back with us? Okay, John's not back yet, folks. So, uh, unfortunately, however, we will be hearing from him again here in just a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said, from top to bottom, it looks like a very interesting show. We'll have to wait and see what happens, of course, uh, coming up, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. But when John comes back, we will get his predictions, however, and thoughts, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I will be back myself in a second, so hold on. I'll be back in one minute. I'm here. All right, I'm here. I'm here as well. Sorry about that. You back on? Yep. Okay, hello. And uh, I think uh, we're going to be expecting a surprise here in just a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our good friend, the Ralph Pink and El Patel, uh, will be calling us right, uh, like I said. And hopefully Fonzie will be joining us as well. So we'll be expecting them here in just a few minutes. I was just talking about the matches. Uh, John, I'm sure you've uh, seen the card already. What are your thoughts about the matches coming up this week? The matches coming up this week, they should be good. Yes, certainly. And uh, from top to bottom, looks like a pretty good I'm lineup. I was talking on the phone, Grandma. Oh, okay. That's all right. Uh, right now, we're going to go over the matches, however, and get your predictions, however. And, of course, we're going to hopefully get Anel's predictions as well, and Fonzie as well, as I'm going to attempt to try to reach Fonzie. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, let's go over the matches, however. And I think Anel's on with us now. Anel, are you with us right now? And uh, we're waiting for him. Uh, 
we're waiting uh, to see if we can uh, get our good friend, the Rattlesnake and El Patel, on the show with us. Of course, we will be talking to him here in just a few moments, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, also, ladies and gentlemen, we hope here in the 4 o'clock hour we hear from the heartbreak kid himself, Fonzie. Uh, he is going to hopefully join us here today. Of course, and I, oh, I think I, I hear him now. Is this our friend, the Rattlesnake and El Patel, calling in? Apparently not. Not yet, anyway. And we're waiting for him right now. So uh, we're going to keep an eye on that. And John, if you it's just that, me. What? I think it, it. I think it's me making that noise. Okay. Uh. Okay. So anyway, we'll talk more about that in just a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, with our colleagues, Howard. But in the meantime, we're going to get John's predictions and thoughts, Howard, on the matches and a breakdown of the matches. Of course, don't forget this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, a very, very special indeed. Uh. Final show edition, at least of 2017, however, the pay-per-views, however, with Revolution. You can join Gerard, myself, Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw, the Black Widow herself, the last kicker, the lowdown himself, as well as uh, uh, Wolf Queen Heavy Metal, and the rest of the game, including the J-Mail Experience, the Big IQ, Jeff Tears, whoever else comes on the line. We will give you our opinions and also maybe some bets along the way as well. It's going to be a very interesting show this week, to say the least. The pre-show starts at 5 o'clock, so be sure to check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, this week. So, folks, it promises to be a good, good show. Okay. Indeed. Well, with that said, folks, now we are going to turn it over now to John. And uh, Like I said, we already heard John's predictions or thoughts about the show from top to bottom. Now we're going to get predictions from John, however, and see what he has to say about the match. Of course, so far we've got five matches listed for this week, however. Ladies and gentlemen, however. Uh, John, if you want to get out the plug real quick again, talk about anything else, I'll be right back. All right, one seventy four 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 seven four four four. One three seven four four pound. Why should I? Why do I have to do it? He can't do it himself. Yeah, he needs arguing with somebody. Hold on, I'm coming.
I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got my show to do right now. Let me call after I get done, okay? I'll be done in about an hour. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> okay, just minor delay there. Sorry about that. Okay, now we're back here. All right, uh, we were talking about the matches. I think we're ready to go with the matches and get uh, your predictions and everyone's predictions, too. So with that said, however, let's begin with the first match, however. It is going to be a triple threat match for the U.S. title, however, ladies and gentlemen. And it will be Baron Corbin taking on Bobby Roode, however, taking on Dolph Ziggler. Your thoughts about this one? I think Bobby Roode should win. Yeah, I think he will, too. And we'll have to wait and see. Uh, who Anel likes, of course, and we'll get his thoughts, however, on that one here in just a few minutes. So, uh, uh, hold on, yet, and uh, he will be on. And uh, Nell is just wondering where our good friend Fonzie is, how or what happened to him. Uh, uh, we'll have to wait and see if we hear from him here shortly, so on. Uh, Anyway, we'll hear from him in just a few minutes. Okay, our next match, however, is a tag match, of course, involving Randy Orton teaming up with Shinsuke Nakamura versus KO and Sami Zayn. Of course, this is, of course, with Shane O'Mac as the guest referee, and he is going with Bobby Roode as well. I'm going with Bobby Roode as well. I think Bobby Roode will become the new U.S. champion, so I think we all had Bobby Roode on that one. Uh, next one, and now in case you didn't hear, I just mentioned it, is the tag match. I want to hear your thoughts on this, but we'll start off with John. Who do you like in this one, John? Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. We're going to go with Sami and KO. Do we see Shane O'Mac find a way to put the screws into Daniel Bryan and help these guys win, or do you think Shane will be forced to give the count no matter what, however, despite the fact he has not had a very high, strong opinion of both uh, KO and Sami Zayn lately? Uh, I think Shane will be forced to give him the count. Yeah, yeah, it could happen. But you know what? I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I am going to disagree with you, and I will take in this one. I'm going to take the team of, uh, who was I thinking of here? Uh, like I said, I can't remember how. I can't remember, like I said, how our, I think I'm going to take uh, my chances here. And you know what? I'm going to say this time it will be the team of uh, Nakamura and Randy. I think Randy and Nakamura win this one. All right, next match, Charlotte versus Natty in a Lumberjack match. Who do you got in this one? Uh, Charlotte. Yeah, I think Charlotte will win this one, Howard, too. I agree with you. Uh, now well, I wouldn't expect the cash-in. Yeah, I was going to say, we haven't heard Carmella talk about cash-in lately. Yeah, we, I was going to say, that was going to lead me to my next question. Yeah, do we see a cash-in here, possibly? And you're thinking it could happen. I hope not. I really don't. I do not want to see... Charlotte, uh, hold on to the title. I do want to see Charlotte hold on to the title. Don't get me wrong. I really do. But I don't want to see Carmella cash in, however, mind you, however. And he's going to go with Charlotte Flair as well. And I'll ask Anel again. Anel, do you see a cash in by Carmella? Maybe does uh, Carmella hold on the briefcase a little longer? Uh, The tag match, I'll repeat it again if you did not hear. It was Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. Of course, Nakamura will be taking on KO. Kevin Owens tomorrow night in Cincinnati on SmackDown. Taking on the duo of Sami Zayn and KO. Shane O'Mac, however, uh, will be the uh, opponent tower. Uh, and El says there will be no cash-in. So he's going with me on this one as well. Unfortunately, John is saying there will be a cash-in. Maybe we could see Carmella get an early Christmas present by taking Charlotte's title away. He is going to go with me as well on the Orton Nakamura match, however. But John is going against me, however, on this one by taking KO and Sammy, however, in this one. 
Okay, that leads us to our next match, of course, the big fatal four-way, another tag match. It'll be the Usos taking on Gable and Benjamin, taking on Rusev and Aiden English, taking on the New Day. We don't know which one members of the New Day will be, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, Kofi and Xavier Woods, uh, uh, Big E and Kofi or something like that. Uh, John, I'll ask you who wins this, and of the New Day, which ones do we see uh, possibly in this matchup? Do you think? Uh, I think one of them should be uh, Kofi Kingston. And who do you think his partner will be? Biggie. You'll take Biggie. All right, I will agree with you there. And who do you like in this matchup? You know what? I'm starting to like this. I'm starting to like this now. Um, uh, but you know what? I'm starting to like it. You know what it'll be on Sunday? Rusev Day! Wow, I never thought I'd hear those words come from your mouth. So you're going to take Rusev in English, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, so Rusev in English captured the gold in Boston. John's going with another good one here. I'm going to go with Gable and Benjamin. I think Gable and Benjamin are going. I've been really impressed with Gable and Benjamin as a team lately. I'm going to go against you on this one, and I'm going to take that one as well. And uh, let's see, it's, uh, and uh, right now, Aiden, or not Aiden, excuse me, uh, Anel says the triple threat match, however, uh, it's going to be a fatal four-way there, Anel. We have uh, now had Rusev and English thrown into the mix, but you're going to go with me as well, picking Gable and Benjamin as an upset victor. I will ask you also, Howard, who do you think it'll be with teaming up with the New Day? Will it be Kofi and Big E, Big E and Xavier, Xavier and Kofi? I mean, who's your... Uh, uh, team there, and as for me, I think it's going to be Kofi and Biggie as well. I agree with you there, John. All right, that leads us now to our fourth and final match, or fifth and final match of the card so far. We'll probably have another match or two thrown on, I'm sure, tomorrow night on SmackDown Live. As far as the pre-show and everything goes, it is AJ Styles, of course, taking on Jinder Mahal. We saw what happened with Jinder this past weekend in India with Triple H. Does the Maharaja of Madness, if you will, get back his property? Or does AJ Styles stay on top a little longer? We'll have to wait and see. John, who do you like in this one? AJ all the way. All right. And you know what? I'm going to go with AJ, too. I think AJ does retain. I know he's had his issues so far the last few weeks with his boys, the Sing 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 brothers, if you will. But uh, I'm hoping they don't play a part in this. However, I really don't, at least in my opinion. We'll have to wait and see what happens, however. But like I said, only time will tell. I am going to go with AJ Styles as well, Heller. Mm-hmm. So that is my um, uh, opinion. So there you go, Helen. Okay. And Fonzie is telling us, apparently, I don't know if he'll be able to make it today, so there you go. And he's going to go with AJ Styles as well. So, all right, everyone. That's <coughs> our opinion, of course. We'll try to get Fonzie's opinion later this week, of course. Unfortunately, he could not make it today. I don't think he'll be able to make it today, but we will hear from him, I'm sure, later this week. Of course, uh, the other night, he uh, had a big title defense, of course, in his first match, however, ladies and gentlemen, as the U.S. champion. It was a big fight, however, against myself. And also, uh, I believe it was against, uh, I forget, who was it, John? Do you remember? Michelle? It was the judge. I think it was you, wasn't it? Yeah. So, unfortunately, uh, the U.S. title is now in my possession. But, unfortunately, however, we got a big match tomorrow. John and myself will be going at it. And, of course, I understand there will be another match coming up later this week. We'll talk more about that here in the coming days ahead. Also, ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you right now there has been report, however, maybe. There's an early report talking maybe that Brock Lesnar might be in a new movie possibly coming out next year. 
According to reports, Sylvester Stallone has teased a rumor that him and uh, Brock Lesnar were training for the upcoming Creed movie, if you will. So apparently the Beast Incarnate might be getting a role in that movie, maybe, starting next year, uh, involving Creed. Uh, your thoughts about this, John? Wow. Yes, very big indeed for the Beast Incarnate, of course. Brock Lesnar hoping, of course, uh, that he uh, makes it big here. But we'll have to wait and see what happens, however. Uh, that being said, time will only tell, of course. Uh, we're now going to talk about, obviously, of course, the big least favorite stories of 2018. And I want to hear everyone's opinion about this. Of course, we'll start with John and work our way around the table. So uh, that being said, uh, John, you can go ahead with your first uh, thoughts as far as least favorite moments of 2018. And we will uh, hear what you have to say about that. And, of course, we're also going to get Anel's thoughts as well as my thoughts as well. So uh, go right ahead with your thoughts as far as least favorite moments of 2018. Or 17, I almost said 2018. 2017, I meant to say. All right. Jason Jordan becoming Kurt Angle's son. Yes. Um. What else? Roman Reigns meeting the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Um. Let's see. What are you um, watching anyway? A uh, video game. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell what that was at first. The This Is Your Life segment. Yep. Yep, I agree. Jinder Mahal winning. Yep. The WWE title. Yep. Um. Hmm. Let's see. The, um... Let's see what else. What's that in here? Sorry. Kurt Angle becoming Jason Jordan's. I mean, Jason Jordan becoming Kurt Angle's father. Yeah, yeah, we heard that part. Um. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um. I mean, I think you got to unless you have one or two more, go ahead, and then I'll throw you out my, uh, and then now we'll go to you next. Go ahead. Okay, one now one of them had to be Rich Swan getting in trouble. Yep, just recently. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and um, in doing so, the last one I think would have to be Lavar Ball. Yeah. Some good ones there. Some some good moments there. Uh, you bring up some good ones. Uh, yeah, but I'm sorry that I had that I had no, um, some noise. That's okay. Don't worry about it. It's all right. All right. It's all right. Uh, here are mine. Uh, first off, I would agree with you about the Lavar Ball situation earlier this year. I thought that was absolutely inappropriate and disrespectful and totally classless by WWE. I don't think they uh, really knew what was coming. However, when uh, Raw was in LA earlier this year, when uh, the baller brand, if you will, showed up on Raw and uh, confronted uh, uh, Dean Ambrose and The Miz on Miz TV. I thought it was one of the uh, worst segments of the year, hands down. I will definitely say that. And how WWE handled that situation, I mean, they should have just allowed the guy not to be 
in the Staples Center anymore. They should have barred him from life. Unfortunately, that isn't the case because his son plays for the Lakers now, but go figure. I would have to say that was one of the worst statements. Plus, on top of that, his one son got busted for shoplifting in China and then kicked out, I mean, not kicked out of school, I should say, uh, have him withdraw from school. However, and now him and his brother are trying to sign with the same agent. Of course, Lamar, I know last week said something along the lines, however, that he doesn't want both his sons going to college anymore. However, even though they're brothers in the NBA and having a real tough first year in the NBA with the Lakers, my boys, this year, however, obviously, however, uh, right now, however, it has been a very trying six months for Lamar Ball and the whole Ball family since earlier this summer. Uh, personally, in my opinion, how I don't know why they continue to make a mockery of the sport of basketball and also just in general overall. I am disgusted. I am appalled by it. It just really makes me cringe. And like I said, after what happened earlier this year, Howard, I would have to say that's one of my top ones without question. Uh, the Rich Swan incident, Howard, goes down a little bit further. But the whole cruiserweight division, I would have to say, is definitely my second peeve. I mean, it started out okay. Don't get me wrong. It started out pretty good. But then all of a sudden it went right to crap, however, because basically you had Enzo Amore come out there and run his mouth, however, week after week, saying, I'm the greatest cruiserweight ever. Of course, you forced Neville to quit. However, there's been talk about Neville coming back. And right now, I know there's still some talk about him coming back. But the question is, will he be back before the year's out or early next year? That remains to be seen. I really don't know. At this point, however, I would say his future is very much up in the air at this point. I know he wants to come back, but I know with the way things are going on with Enzo right now, however, I don't know how much longer he's going to be champion for. It's going to be interesting to remain to be seen. But uh, the whole Enzo thing has just been a joke, however, from the start, however. I don't know why they continue to make him look like an idiot, however. Week after week, he just continues to get no fan support and love at all ever since he deserted his partner, Big Cass, who turned uh, on him, of course, earlier this summer. And then, of course, Cass uh, blew out his leg, of course, uh, Monday after SummerSlam. And as a result, will be out nine months because of it, but ever, nine months because of it, torn ACL and MCL. But like I said, ever since Enzo left his partner high and dry, however, his partner left him, however, he has just not been the same guy. He's been this cocky, arrogant wannabe, however. He thinks he's the greatest cruiserweight ever, beating up guys like uh, Drew Gulak, Grand Metalik, uh, Cedric Alexander, uh, Akira Tozawa, Brian Kendrick, uh, Tony niece uh all these guys uh who else am i thinking of uh lance dorito however uh like i said uh brian kendrick it's just it's just been an embarrassment so i think the 205 live show right now is barely still clinging to life support i know they're talking about going out on tour however and doing shows live at different venues however and doing something like nxt does but i guarantee you within the next few months if not sooner i think they're going to have to pull the plug on 205 live they really are even though they're trying to bring in other guys like hideo tommy up from nxt I just think right now they're barely clinging to life at this point. I don't see them being around much longer. I mean, if they do survive a couple more months or even until WrestleMania, maybe until next summer, I'll be surprised. But right now, I think their future is up in the air. Uh, Number three, I would have to say my least favorite moment of the year. I agree with you about the Roman Jason Jordan story. I thought that whole story has just been a disaster from the word go. It continues to be a disaster every week. We saw what happened the last couple weeks, and again, what happened last Monday night in Los Angeles involving Roman Reigns and uh, Jason Jordan. Although I will give Jordan credit, though, he did fight a pretty good match, however, against Roman. It just wasn't enough to impress me, however, but he just continues to be a whiny heel 
I don't know how much longer they're going to keep him as Kurt Angle's storyline son and when they're going to pull the switch on him, maybe before the Rumble or after the Rumble heading into February. We'll have to wait and see how that all goes, Howard. But I think right now his status right now has just not impressed me one iota. And now if you want to give us your thoughts too, we'd like to hear from your thoughts in the chat box. Uh, right now, if you would, please. Um, but getting back to what I was saying about Roman and Taker, this whole storyline has just been a disaster from the word go. It has not been fun. It has not been entertaining. It just continues to be subpar in a lot of ways. Um, my fourth least favorite moment of the year, however, I would have to say, like I said, would have to be uh, the whole thing, however, I'm trying to think, however, right now I'm trying to think here, what else would be, uh, bear with me. I did see, however, just now I'm looking at a picture of this. Giancarlo standing in a pinstripe uniform. Apparently he was introduced this afternoon at the winter meetings in Orlando, however, as a member of the New York Yankees franchise. So there you go, folks. Apparently, however, the New York Yankees, Derek Jeter's former team, the captain of the Yankees, if you will, selling off uh, him, uh, let's just say referring to, uh, like I said, Giancarlo Stan over the weekend. Like I said, apparently his contract, 10 more years, $290 million, however. So he'll be owed $29 million for the next decade or so, but we'll have to wait and see how that all unfolds, let's just say. Uh, that being said, of course, this was a big thing. The Yankees, of course, uh, bought, unfortunately, the uh, <coughs> services of Giancarlo over the weekend, and then the papers were signed this afternoon. So he will be joining Aaron Judge. So it looks like the Yankees might be back to where they were in the mid-'90s, however, with big bats, however, and big paychecks, if you will, as uh, – Mr. Uh, Jeter, the former Yankee Clipper and captain, if you will, sold his star player up to New York, however, and uh, to the New York Yankees, in which they're trying to make some noise, however, mind you, however. Um, uh, and like I said, so uh, that being said, folks, uh, I can honestly say at this point, however, we'll have to wait and see what happens, but uh, like I said, only time will tell. The Yankees, I think, could be one of the fairest to win the World Series next year, possibly, back for the first time in a long time to the whole thing. They almost had a chance to win it this year. Unfortunately, Joe Girardi got fired after the Cleveland series in the ALCS. Uh, they were supposed to be fair uh, going into the playoffs, however, and they surprised a lot of people, including the Cleveland Indians, but at the end of the day, they did not make it to the World Series, and they had to make a little bit of a house-cleaning move or two. Unfortunately, they got uh, just a little bit better over the weekend, however, like I said, with the addition of Giancarlo Stanton, and I think with him and Mike Judge, or not Mike Judge, Aaron Judge, uh, the rookie of the year, however, I think the Yankees next year could be a very, very dangerous team to watch out for in the American League. And I'm telling teams like Houston, Toronto, and Boston, and especially or the Baltimore Orioles, you guys better watch out, along with Cleveland. The Yankees might be back to where they were in the late 90s. I mean, they've got the power now. All they need is some pitching. If they get that, the Yankees could blow off the lid of everybody in the American League next year. I really do believe that. I think that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, anyway, Here's what Nell's moments are so far. Uh, Jinder Mahal becoming champion, Roman Reigns being taker, Carmel being home, Miss Money in the Bank with James Ellsworth's help. Those were my last two, however. I'll talk about those two uh, as well real quick. Um, as far as Jinder Mahal becoming champion, I would agree with it. Now, that is another moment of find that I did not like this year. I thought after what happened in Chicago, of course, in May at Backlash, I thought that was ridiculous, however, that he needed help referring to Jinder. Jinder, of course, uh, held the belt until recently, however, Survivor Series, uh, before Survivor Series, I should say, but he had to have help at times with guys like his uh, bodyguard brothers, the Sing 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 brothers, if you will, and then, of course, the Grey 
Derek Hawley in one of those matches in the Punjabi prison match. I thought he should have lost the title a few times, however, but now that he's champion, I'm hoping that he doesn't come back and end the year off by becoming champion again, by defeating AJ Styles without the Singh brothers' help, unless he gets the Singh brothers to help him again this Sunday. We'll have to wait and see how that happens. So I think that is another moment I didn't like this year. Uh, the other one that uh, Anil brought up, however, and John, I think you brought up too, actually, was the whole Money in the Bank thing, however. Uh, Carmella winning Money in the Bank thanks to James Ellsworth's help. I thought that was really by far another moment that I really was not impressed with. Uh, he also says the Roman and Jason storyline, like you and I have said as well. Very good there, Nell. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, getting back to uh, Carmel winning Money in the Bank, I thought that was ridiculous back in July when that happened in St. Louis. I don't know why they had to have the little nerd boy help uh, uh, Carmel on that one. Of course, we saw what happened after when Carmella and the rest of the girls decided to take advantage by beating the crap out of uh, the so-called little pipsqueak nerd, if you will. As a result, of course, he got fired a few weeks ago by WWE, of course, because I believe his contract was due up uh, at the beginning of the year or early sometime next year, and I don't know if he wanted to either re-sign with the company or stay with the company, or they just had nothing else for him to do, however. And uh, he also says that Oscar beating up Jarvis, now I don't know why she's not in the championship pitcher, is another at least fair moment of his this year. Uh, I kind of agree with you there, now, but I can tell you right now, and John will back me on this, and John's thought on this too, I think you're going to see it happen sooner than later. I think that at some point you're going to see her maybe take on someone like Paige, maybe someone like Alexa Bliss. Whether that happens before the year's out or early in the part of January, that remains to be seen. I do think, however, you're going to see a match with her and Paige at some point very soon. I would not be surprised, however, she does get a title opportunity, maybe at the Rumble. That is, if Alexa decides to defend the title at the Rumble. Uh, if not, then I could see her maybe defending the title in February at the Elimination Chamber in Las Vegas or possibly in April in New Orleans. Uh, that remains to be seen, but I do think, however, that sometime early next year, barring any injury, barring any personal things in or out of the ring, uh, just like she did in NXT this past year, and I said it last week, however, when she was voted, I think, one of the best wrestlers of the year, however, one that was really exciting to watch, it was Asuka. I think is going to be your next woman's champion. I really do believe that. I think uh, that Bailey, as far as her time goes on Raw, as well as the others, including maybe Mickey James, and also uh, Sasha Banks, is not going to happen at least for a good while, but I do think, however, that Oscar will beat up. I hate to say this, John, your girl, Alexa Bliss, and if she does, I think she could have a big run with this. I mean, Alexa's been a fine champion. Don't get me wrong. She's been a couple times lucky, too, by holding on to the belt. But I think either Oscar or Nia Jax going into the new year, I think, could make a statement for that title. And if that's the case, I think they could be starting off 2018 or at some point 2018 win the strap. Your thoughts about that? Ah. Uh. Yeah, I agree. Certainly, certainly. And uh, like I said, we're definitely going to be watching this very, very carefully, like I said, folks. I mean, we're definitely going to be watching this very, very carefully. We'll definitely give you our opinion, of course, ladies and gentlemen. And like I said, folks, only time will tell. Uh, We'll be watching this very carefully. Also, uh, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, of course, uh, coming up next week, of course, we will talk about what we have in store for 2018, what our moments to watch for will be like, Keller, and what we want to give you the to voice your opinion about. What are the things that we're going to be watching in the new year? Well, we'll have to wait and see. And also, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, this is going to blow your mind, John. Uh, this is non-wrestling news, but this is pretty wild. It was on this date, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me just do my math here. Yes, 36 years ago today, the great Muhammad Ali fought for the last time in his boxing career. 
And of all things, he uh, lost by unanimous decision to a guy who, of course, Mike Tyson would deal with later on down the road by the name of Trevor Burbick. Trevor Burbick at the time, however, mind you, however, defeated the great Muhammad Ali at the time. Ali was only 39 years old at the time, but he fought for the final time in his pro career, however, on this date, 36 years ago today, believe it or not. So there you go. So uh, some very interesting news, to say the least. Uh, in the meantime, let's give you the number again, one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. 444 7044 caller ID, one pounds This is episode 121 of Raw Radio for Monday, December the 11th, 2017. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, you've got the Iceman along with the Human Suplex Machine. We were expecting uh, also King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, but because of a minor issue, as well as the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, they are not going to be joining us this afternoon along with Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw, but Mr. WCW gave me a message earlier today, which uh, we'll talk about here in just a little bit what it is. Uh, but we do have on the uh, call and chat box with us this afternoon the Rattlesnake, our very good friend Anel Patel uh, here once again. Anel, welcome to 121. And by the way, Anel, uh, your vlogs continue to be very, very good, i got to say, including your latest new one uh, that just came out on YouTube last night with your friend there. Uh, well done indeed, sir. And if you've not seen it, folks, uh, check it out under Anel Patel, A-N-I-L-P-A-T-E-L, on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, and you can check out some of the vlogs that he put up. Also, he'll have them for you in our Movie Fans Worldwide 2.0 page, where, of course, however, we are getting more members by the day. And in case you want to join us, however, all you got to do is just request and join uh, our club. How you can ask myself, John, Gerard T. Smith, uh, of course, our co-president, along with Michelle Lindodds, the Black Widow. Our VP, of course, is John. Our treasurer is yours truly, the Iceman, of course among a couple other people where we put up the latest music, movies, politics, sports, news, everything and anything under the sun, ladies and gentlemen, every day here on Facebook.com. And, of course, we give you our opinions as well. Well, in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, it's about 20 after 4, of course. we still got some time, of course. As you know, also this week is going to be a very crazy week, of course, because uh, this week is a very special one indeed for yours truly, the Iceman. Yes, folks, the Iceman will be celebrating his 41st birthday this Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, in style. So uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun here, ladies and gentlemen, this week here on the Mothership Shows. And believe me, it's going to be a lot of fun, but I'm trying to find out some other news right now that's going on. Uh, John, of course, is keeping us up to date with anything else that is going on right now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to do the same, of course, with what else is going on. I can uh, tell you that I did also hear one other thing earlier today, ladies and gentlemen. If you did not hear the news earlier today, and I'll repeat this right now, if you didn't hear it already. According to reports, we understand, uh, Mario Batali, ladies and gentlemen, that's right, Mario Batali, however... The famed chef, however, from the TV show The Chew, if you will, has been, is I wouldn't say suspended, but he has been told by uh, ABC as of right now, however, that he will be taking some time off due to a personal issue, however, shall we say. And as a result, however, he will not be on for a while. We're not sure how much time he will miss, if at all, uh, or if ABC will be forced to let him go. But we understand, however, that uh, right now the so-called chef of the TV show that is on weekday afternoons at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, whatever time the show is on in your time zone, however, along with his co-host Clint Kelly, Michael Simon, Daphne Oz, who's been off for quite some time, of course, and Carla Hall. He found out earlier today, ladies and gentlemen, he has been, well, let's just say, put on indefinite leave by the network, however. And, uh, John, i got to ask you your thoughts about this story involving Mario Batali. Uh, can it get any worse, sir? I mean, 
Here we have women getting beat up by men, getting grabbed by men. I mean, this is all because of Trump. Yes, it is. And like I said, apparently, uh, I'm right now reading, according to reports, or this is from, <clears throat> excuse me, however, uh, like I said, this is from, I guess, this was from 3.50 p.m. this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, uh, believe it or not. And this came in just about 45 minutes ago, ladies and gentlemen, and this is the story, however. Celebrity chef Mario Vitale has stepped away from his restaurant empire and cooking show, quote, The Chew, as he said that reports of sexual misconduct match up to his behavior. Food news website Eater New York published an article Monday that said four women accused the chef of inappropriate touching. One of the women said that Vitale groped her chest after wine spilled on her shirt. Another said he grabbed her from behind and held her tightly against his body. Eater said that the four women, three of whom worked for him, asked to remain anonymous for fear of retaliation. The sexual misconduct, however, allegations are the latest to come against powerful men in entertainment, politics, and other industries. Vitaly, who has appeared on the Chew since its debut six years ago, oversees several restaurants in a handful of cities, however. Vitaly apologized in a statement, however, Monday afternoon and said that, quote, much of the behavior described does, in fact, match up with the ways I have acted. A representative for his restaurant business, Vitaly and the Stanich Hospitality Group said an employee reported inappropriate behavior by Batali back in October. The company told Eater that it was the first formal complaint against Batali and that he was reprimanded and required to attend training. Batali, of course, of course, is 57, is well-known in culinary circles, taking jobs early as a sous chef, however, at the Four Seasons in Santa Barbara and Frisco, however, and his career took off after opening up Poe in New York City in the 90s. skyrocketed to fame with the airing of Molto Mario, a show that ran on the Food Network for eight years until 2004. It was there with his signature look of fleece vest, shorts, and orange crocs. It became recognizable to most people. He has won several James Beard Awards, however, mind you, however, which are considered the Academy Awards of the culinary world. They also plan to relaunch the show, but did say just a little bit ago that that show has been put on hold and that they are taking this matter very, very seriously. So right now, of course, it looks like Mario Vitale will be out of action for quite some time. So there you go, folks. Uh, we will definitely be watching this very carefully involving uh, him, let's just say, and uh, keeping an eye on him as well. So like I said, uh, go figure. Uh, like I said, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, let's see. Some other news, of course. Unless Sean has any other news, however, we're going to keep an eye on this, uh, see what else we got to discuss. Uh, like I said, if anyone wants to weigh in with this topic, however, uh, now if you want to weigh in with your comments on uh, the whole Mario Batali story, please do. Uh, otherwise, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about some other news that's going on, unless John has some news for us right now. John, do we have any news that, that needs updated at the moment? Nope. No, not at all. Okay. And uh, let's see here. Uh, I am looking here to see if there's any news. And right now we have our mascot running in the studio as we speak, as John is retrieving our mascot here for the studio. Uh, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. he's sleeping. Okay. And like I said, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, in fact, here's the story, ladies and gentlemen, involving, however, uh, the Yankees, real quick, are, uh, the Yankees, you know this, here's the story, ready for this, though, uh, Sterling Castro, I guess, uh, I guess they, I said, however, right now, Sterling Castro, it says here, they also got, however, in exchange, Sterling Castro and two minor leaguers in this deal, however. Now, it says here, this is the story. The 28-year-old, however, after signing a 13-year, $325 million deal, is still over $295 million. 
That's Stanton we're talking, folks. Giancarlo Stanton, if you can believe it or not. They're also expressing an interest, like I said, on one of my boys, Garrett Cole, the Pittsburgh Pirates, however, and they said that they're going to be having discussions and maybe making a deal with Cole and the Pirates in the next 48 hours or so. So it looks like the Yankees aren't quite done shopping yet in their uh, satchel. But it says here, Stan had a no-trade clause, however, in his contract, ladies and gentlemen, unless we turn down prospective deals, however, uh, to St. Louis and San Francisco. There was speculation, however, at the time, however, if I can just find it, I just thought a second ago, where is it? Yeah, here it is. To play close home with the LA Dodgers, but clearly the Yankees were to his liking. Jeter is expected to reduce payroll by at least $20 million to $90 million or less. The Marlins shed $38 million of salary through 2020 by trading D. Gordon, their two-time All-Star second baseman, to Seattle last week. Now, here's the story, however, involving Castro and the Yankees, quickly. Castro is due $10 million in 2018, this coming next year. $11 million in 2019, plus a $16 million club option for 2020 with a $1 million buyout. The Yankees' payroll, however, now this is going to blow your mind. Payroll, hold on a second, I'll be right back. Hold on a second, I'm trying to find okay. it on my phone. Uh, I just saw it a second ago. Oh, my brother, I'll talk to him later. Anyway, payroll for purposes of baseball's luxury tax was about $209 million this year, however. And owner Hal Steinbrenner... Wow. Yeah, but it gets weirder, okay? And owner Hal Steinbrenner, and this is George's son I think we're talking about now, mind you, has vowed to reduce, however, it below next year's $197 million threshold, which would reset the team's base tax from 50% to 20% in 20 And it's my brother-in-law probably calling in, so uh, I'll, John, I'll tell you this one about, more about this when I get back, so I'll be right there. Hold on. <laughs> Hello? You still there, John? Yep, I'm still with you. Okay, I'm back. Okay, so anyway, it goes on to say this now. Anyway, Hal Stein, it goes on to say, Hal Steinbrenner has bowed to ridiculous. Did you ask your brother-in-law to call in our show? No, he's not a wrestling fan. He's not a wrestling fan. Oh, okay. about, about something. Anyway, now this is the story about the Yankees. 
That would put the Yankees, under new manager Aaron Boone, in better possession for next season's off-season class. Among the free agents that are included next year include Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, and Clayton Kershaw. What? Yeah. Bryce Harper? Bryce Harper might go out a year early from his contract if Washington does not re-sign him. And I heard the same thing, too. Yeah, last week. I wanted to tell you this on last week. I didn't read about this until Thursday. There's been talk that the Yankees might make a play for Bryce Harper next winter. If he does not resign for Washington, he could be jumping. If that's not all, Clayton Kershaw could be leaving L.A. and going to New York. If they don't get Garrett Cole. Manny Machado, you just talked about him maybe signing with Philadelphia. Again, it depends on how many years the Phillies sign him for, if they sign him, and how much he's worth. You know, he's another free agent. But Clayton Kershaw last year, how it says here, I mean, or not Kershaw, Castro hit 300 last year with 16 homers, 63 RBI. He's only 27, and originally he was going to be looking at the New York Mets. But at the wow. Time, yeah. So, but then they decided to trade him to Miami to get Giancarlo. Now, this is funny. You remember remember Step Brothers, the movie? Yeah. Well, Judge tweeted him out a message this afternoon with a quote from the movie Step Brothers that said, did we just become best friends? Well, I think you can say, yeah, you did, because you just got yourself a big, big bat. And I'm looking here now, according to reports, this is from the Tribune Review this afternoon. It says, the Pirates right now are possibly trading either Josh Harrison or maybe Andrew McCutcheon. Cole, 27, however, was drafted by the Yankees originally back in 2008. But despite the fact, however, mind you, however, he went 12-12 and this year with a 426 ERA and 31 starts. He gave up the second highest total in home runs in the entire league with 31. He's supposed to make $8 million starting next year. And if they fall out of contention <coughs> midway through the season, he might be moved before Sorry. the deadline in July. That's okay. And then he'll be a free agent in, after the following year, 2019, going into 2020. You know? So if you're the Pirates, I would say right now, get rid of Garrett Cole. You can get him cheap, even though you get prospects out of that maybe or some big, maybe decent minor leaguer in return and prospects. But still, after what happened mm-hmm. this past year, if I'm the Pirates, I would make a deal to Cole. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I would ship him out right now if I'm him, you know, because, I mean, you think about it, he's not worth that much money going into the next year. I mean, he was only worth five and a half, six million this past year. He's going to make eight starting next year. And then depending on what happens next year, early on, he could be traded before July or in late July, early August, though. That way he can test free agency at the end of 2018 going into 2019. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, we're going to play and see. But speaking of money, uh, another guy who is going to make some buku bucks, however, and I think he's making, I'm not sure how much yet, however, is the Angels' newest acquisition, the Japanese phenom, Shijani, Shohei Otani. I said Who? <clears throat> this Japanese guy, Otani, O-H-T-N-I. He signed with the Angels on Saturday. He had offers from the Cubs, the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Giants but he signed with the L.A. Angels of Anaheim. Now, mm-hmm. I heard, however, from some source, how I'm going to find out how much he's worth, but someone told me he's getting a nice paycheck, however, 
Uh, let's see here. I'm just going to see how much he's getting worth. It says, he'll be, it says he chose the Angels. He also looked at Seattle and uh, Texas. Huh? Let's see, I'm seeing here. Um, see how much he's going to sign with the Angels for right now. Uh, let's see. He announced on Friday, however. It says here, him and his agent, however, it says here, it says, they've already, he says, people say he's already drawing comparisons to Babe Ruth. Uh, he, yeah, he can hit. Believe it or not, he is very, very good. And like I said, he's supposed to have a news conference, I think, this afternoon or tomorrow in L.A. I'll be right back. All right. Don, you there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The story about this guy says he could have received a deal if he waited two more years to move stateside, $100 million, however. But this is the story mm-hmm. about this guy. As a hitter, he had 320 last year, however, he, in, he had, like, in, yeah, 332 in 65 games with eight homers and 31 RBI. The year before, he hit. 322 with 22 home runs and 67 RBI in 104 games. Wow. Also with 10 and 4 as a pitcher, okay? 10 and 4 as a pitcher with an ERA of 1.86. So he can wow. hit it, so he can hit in pitch pretty damn well. So we'll see what oh. and it says here Originally, before signing, the Angels were a 50 to one shot to win the World Series, according to Vegas. As of this weekend, they've gone down to 25 to one. So because got him and Trout now, plus you got Upton, who just signed with uh, L.A. Hold on a second. Okay, never mind. I'm back. Okay, uh, but yeah, so that is the story about this kid. So we'll we'll have to definitely be watching this kid very thing. Uh, and Nell gave asked our thoughts about what happened in New York uh, earlier today. I gave my thoughts earlier, and uh, John did too. Uh, I can tell you right now, we're both disgusted, to say the least. I can honestly say that, Nell. Uh, very very unfortunate, however, very tragic, very uh, heartbreaking, however. Uh, and our thoughts and prayers with those people, however, and uh, like I said, however, hopefully uh, they uh, stop doing this. This was just appalling to watch today. It really was. And I would have to say it was very disturbing in a lot of ways. You know, that's that's my opinion. You know, I would have to say that's my opinion. Um, also, I've heard, and I know John's not going to like hearing this, there's been discussions already, early discussions I'm hearing now, 
that there is speculation going around that possibly maybe, again, it depends. I mean, there's been some talk about this. We've talked about this guy a couple times, ladies and gentlemen, that there has been very serious discussions that possibly after this season we could be seeing a certain guy making a jump to possibly either Houston or L.A., and his name is LeBron James. There is uh. some, yes, there is some discussion right now about that. I know. There's been talk about it. I mean, this is early speculation, folks. I'm just saying early speculation. But, folks, it could happen. It could happen, like I said. I mean, we've seen what's happened so far with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, the Cleveland Cavaliers, however, have been a dynamite team this year. I mean, they've won 13 of their last 14 games, to say the least, however. They have been really fun to watch. But I'll tell you right now, folks, however, it depends on how or what the Cavs do because right now, how I think the best team in the NBA Eastern Division, and I know a lot of people are going to say, you've seen the light, J.D. You've finally woken up and realized what the light's all about. The toughest team right now, I would have to say, is without question the Boston Celtics. I mean, since uh-huh. they got Kyrie Irving, since they got Tatum in the draft, they're like 22-4, and 23-3. and three. I mean, they are playing phenomenal basketball right now. They really, really are. And like I said, folks, if I'm a team like San Antonio or Los Angeles or uh, even Golden State, I would be very, very, very careful not to face off with these guys. Because right now, these guys are... This is a team you don't want to screw with right now because the Lakers right or not the Lakers, the Celts right now are absolutely on fire right now. I mean, their playing is as good as a team as I've seen them play in a long time. And like I said, folks, I think we're gonna have to wait and see what happens. And Agreed. Fonzie's gonna and Fonzie's telling us right now he will not make it, but he did give us his uh, predictions and score for the night, so we'll hear about him. And it says here, however, this is what. And Nell says, I mean, they had a tough time during Halloween as well, and I can't believe we live in a world full of violence and hatred. Amen to that, Nell. I think John and I would agree with that. I mean, it is very, very true. I would agree with that 100%. I mean, and he says, the Houston Rockets have the best record in the NBA right now. Yeah, I agree with them. They're not a bad team right now, Nell. I mean, that's because D. Paul III and James Harden are doing really well, especially James Harden. I've been very impressed with him. But I'm telling you right now, Watch out for, I told you, I just said it, watch out for the Celtics. The Celtics might give those teams in the West, like Dallas, Oklahoma City, Houston, San Antonio, maybe even possibly something like maybe uh, even um, Golden State come out later this year. I mean, they're 23-3 and right now, 24-3, and something like that. Cleveland's not far behind. I mean, they've won 13 of their last 14 games, or 13 of their last 15 and I'll tell you right now, folks, the Cavaliers right now, I mean, if they can get another big superstar, whoever that may be, however, I don't care who it'll be, I think they will definitely be fun to watch. Like I said, I mean, it's, it's going to be fun regardless. But I'll tell you right now, however, for my money right now, if the NBA Finals were to be in like a month or two, rather than later on early next year, my money for the West would be a toss-up between Golden State and maybe Houston, I would say, or Golden State and San Antonio. But in the East, I think I would have to take the South the whole way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, let's see here. We can tell you also, ladies and gentlemen, that these matches are going to be on tonight's Raw, ladies and gentlemen, from the Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. It will be Samoa Joe taking on Dean Ambrose. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cruiserweight Championship is still up in the air at the moment. We still don't know who will take on Drew Gulak unless Rich Swan does get put in at the last minute, which I think would be sending a bad message if that's the case. Um, it will be Roman Reigns taking on Sheamus. We do know that Sheamus is not in the best of health right now due to the stenosis of the back, and they are watching that very, very carefully. We also know that Dean, or excuse me, not Dean Ambrose, we know that Seth Rollins will be taking on Cesaro. So those are some of your matches tonight. As far as the women's matches, we haven't heard. I did hear, I thought also, that maybe, after what happened last week, maybe we'll get that six-person tag between Absolution, a page, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose, taking on Sasha, Bailey, and Mickey James. Whether or not that'll happen, I don't really know. I think they will happen, and I hope it's a good match. At least I hope it's a good show. I thought last week's show, up until a couple parts of the show, uh, especially the main event, what happened in the latter part of the show, and I'm going to get John to talk about last week's show quickly and also talk about the Matt Hardy thing as well, which I'm going to talk about at that first before I get into uh, last week's review of the show quickly. Uh, Matt Hardy, now being known as Woken Matt Hardy, and of course John was doing the Woken Matt Hardy thing earlier in the day in the show, yeah. if you did not tell, <laughs> and the laugh to go with it. Uh a lot of people have had some mixed emotions about this. Some people think it's pretty good. Some people have said it's not that great. Uh, John, of course, will weigh in with his thoughts. And by the way, John, we'll need those postings from last the last few weeks of your Raw recaps, of course, and all the Raw recaps and everything that you've done in the past. of recaps and certain news events and that into the Movie Fans Worldwide page 2.0. If you could do that right away, that'd be great. Um, but anyway... Uh, let's get your thoughts about last week's show in L.A. What was your take last Monday night in L.A.? Um, I take on L.A., on the L.A. show with Reigns and Jordan. Jordan yep. demanding a match against against Roman Reigns for the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Well, he got it. Yes, he did. And it was a good opener. And I'll be right back again. Sorry, we keep getting beeps here today, folks. And it might be important. So we'll be back in a minute. So hold on a second. Okay. Um. Okay. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. You were saying now. Go ahead. Um, cruiserweight challenge, fail four way. I don't want to get why they let Drew Gulak win. Yeah. Um. Paige and Sasha was a good good match. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, it just goes to show you the main event. Kevin Dunn wanted to screw over Rollins and Ambrose. Yep. And he did just that. Yes, he did. And why they're not putting him in a six-person tag rather than having them fight each individual separately tonight, I don't get that. I really don't. I hope next week they put him back in a six-person tag. We'll have to wait and see, obviously. Uh, but time will only tell. Uh, I also know that this Wednesday, of course, on USA, for the first time ever, they will be doing NXT live, if you will. As I'm not sure if this is going to be the new home for NXT rather than the network anymore, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, um, but gonna... Broken Matt Hardy, Sorry, let's that character, yes. Broken Matt Hardy, that character, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. And even Vince McMahon said he likes it. Yeah, I heard something about that, too. I heard that uh, Vince was pretty high on that. Yeah, I heard 
that he had quite an opinion about that, to say the least. I guess he must have been watching too much DNA when he had that broken character. Oh, I'm sure he did. And I can tell you right now, uh, just seeing what Colin Coward said this afternoon, how he said, however, I guess he talked to Chris Broussard about this earlier this afternoon, however. Yeah, sometime just a short time ago, he says that there has been discussions. There hasn't really been cemented in stone yet, but there has been early discussions that right now it could be LeBron James heading to Houston. And I'll tell you what, if if he goes to Houston, Either this summer, or like I said, however, maybe on maybe later this season or next summer, you can bet, however, that the Rockets will be a heavy favorite over Golden State to win the West next year, in my opinion, no doubt. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, you have him, C. Paul three, James Harden on the floor, however, even though Cleveland, however, uh, has uh, doesn't have Kyrie Irving anymore, and he's in Boston. He's done pretty well up there in Boston, somewhat this year. You still have him and Kevin Love referring to uh, in Cleveland. But if LeBron leaves Cleveland again, however, mind you, however, and he ends up going, however, to Cleveland or Houston and leaves Cleveland, who's going to run that team, I wonder? Will it be Kevin Love? I don't think so. Unless you get a big-name free agent, you know, a big-name superstar. But I don't see it happening. But we'll have to wait and see. All right. Well, it's time for raw ratings and predictions, thoughts, folks. Uh, thoughts, folks. And we're going to tell you what our uh, thoughts are right now, ladies and gentlemen. And Nell is giving us his score. How he is saying that the Patriots will win 31 to 14, since Jay Cutler is 0 3 against the Patriots. So he is picking New England to win. And now we also need your prediction as far as the Monday Night Raw show goes. However, for the main event, however, I gave you the matches that have been listed already. Uh, also, we need a number, so if you can do that. Uh, I can tell you right now that Fonzie gave us his predictions already. He told us this is his prediction here, ladies and gentlemen. I just uh, pulled it up here on my phone. He just sent it to me. He says that Raw will be a 1.8 tonight. The main event will be Alexa Bliss versus The Boss. And that New England will crush Miami 35-10. to 10. So there you go. Those are his thoughts. Thank you very much, Fonzie. We'll definitely check him back in with you, hopefully tomorrow, on Revolution. Uh, Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw told me that his rating was a little torn between 2-0 and 2-1, so he's going to go between those two. Uh, as far as uh, the football game goes, he's picking Miami in a close one, 28-21. And as far as the main event goes, he says it will be either Roman Reigns versus Sheamus or Dean versus Samoa Joe. So those are his thoughts. Uh, so thank you very much, Chad. Uh, we appreciate your thoughts. And now we also thank you for your uh, thoughts. And like I said, we like to hear now what your thoughts are as far as the, uh, like he says, however, it will be a 1.6 rating for Raw. And he thinks it will be Dean versus Samoa Joe for the main event. Uh, so thank you very much, Anel. Uh We're going to turn to John, however, with his thoughts and score of the Monday Night Football game. And then, of course, I'll give you my score and prediction as well. Uh, for the game and the Monday Night Rating score. And then I will have another announcement to make before we wrap it up here today. So, John, go ahead. I see Raw going to 2.0, and I think they've been hyping, they've been really big on this match, really high hype on this. Um, I think the main event should be Braun Strowman and Kane. Oh, yes, I forgot about that. That's right. Braun Strowman and Kane will be also fighting tonight. Thank you very much, Sir John. Yes, that's right. And mm. why did, and why did I put him in the steel cage? I don't know. I think they should be in a steel cage. That's just me saying that. Okay, uh, give us now your Monday Night Football score. 
Uh, Miami wins 30-23. to Ooh, so he's going to go with the Dolphins, too. You know what? I am going to say the main event will be tonight. It will be, I think, Dean versus Samoa Joe. I think they do a 2-0 even. And as far as the Monday night score goes, I think New England's going to blow out Miami. I just, I don't think Jay Cutler's all that talented. I really don't, and I hate to say it. I think they blow out uh, Dolphins, and that sets up the big showdown for Sunday here in Pittsburgh at 425. So I'm going to take the Patsies, and much as I don't like Brady and Belichick, and even though they're going to be without Gronk for this game, I think they're going to roll all over the Dolphins and really just absolutely blister them 37-14. to 14. So that's my score. Now, before we go, ladies and gentlemen, a couple things. First off, next week, however, we will talk about what to watch for in the coming year. That will be one of our topics to discuss. Also, we'll have more football talk, obviously, with bowl season beginning next this weekend. The college bowl season begins this Saturday, of course, obviously. We'll also talk about the week number 15 of the NFL and what we're getting ready for as far as Christmas goes and what we are hoping for that will happen at Christmas time, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll weigh in with those thoughts. We'll also talk about the aftermath of Clash of the Champions. But also next week when we do our predictions, folks, for our last show of the year, it's going to be kind of funny. We will be doing... Four predictions next week. Four, you ask? Well, why Why are we doing that? Here's why. First off, we will be doing the Monday night predictions as well as raw predictions for the aftermath from Clash of the Champions, obviously, heading into uh, the Christmas holiday, which, of course, will be in Providence, Rhode Island. But the next two Mondays following that, however, we will not be on the air because of Christmas and New Year's, so we won't be back until after the first of the year. So we will give you our Christmas ratings predictions for raw and also, the Monday Night Football score, the last one of the season, between Oakland and Philadelphia, which is going to be two weeks from today in Philadelphia. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll give you our New Year's Day predictions, however, as far as raw ratings go. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll give you our College 2 Bowl predictions of the big championship games of the Sugar Bowl between Oklahoma and Georgia, and also Clemson and Alabama. So, folks, a lot to take in next week. Now... Before we also wrap it up here today, ladies and gentlemen, we also want to tell you that coming up tonight at 11.30, be sure to check out John's Facebook page on Facebook.com at G-R-O-H-S at Facebook.com. He will have a lot to talk about, I'm sure, about the aftermath of what happened on Monday Night Raw in Cleveland, Ohio. He'll talk a little bit, I'm sure, about the Monday Night game, of course, going on between New England and Miami tonight. He'll talk about what happened in New York today. He'll also talk about some of the local news headlines from the past week or so. So, folks, a lot to digest, however, this evening, certainly in the late night, early morning hours. Also, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we start off a new week of revolution. And, of course, this Friday will be a very special day as well. So, folks, a lot to dive into this weekend. Uh, before we go, I want to ask my colleagues if they have any closing arguments to say. We'll start off with John. John, you have anything to add? No closing arguments. All right. Uh, thank you very much, sir, John. Uh, now, do you want to have anything to say before we close up shop for the afternoon? And we're going to wait for his answer here in just a minute. I know I have nothing else to add, folks, uh, but we'll see what he has to say. And uh, we're waiting for his response here, ladies and gentlemen. We'll hear what he has to say here as I am trying to find out here. Uh, And right now, also, let's see here, ladies and gentlemen. uh, Right now, I can tell you also, talking about Lamel and Angelo Ball, I can tell you right now, uh, uh, John, that there's a report now saying, according to CBS, they are on the verge of signing with a pro team in Europe. Believe us. So there you go. Uh, we did talk about the Jaguar Seahawks brawl. Yes, we did mention that. Now I told that story earlier this afternoon. However, 
And you're right, it did get ugly. It was very embarrassing for the league. I think the NFL should be totally embarrassed for that. I should also think that Jacksonville fans should be embarrassed as well for the way they handled that and did that situation to Seattle. I think there's going to be a lot of fines and suspensions coming out of that. Personally, I think that guy should have his tickets taken away and should be barred for life for any more football games. That was absolutely disturbing to watch. And like you said, it was very ugly. Uh, there are no suspensions given yet, however, but I think it is coming, forthcoming. You can bet on that. However, it's going to be very interesting to see if the NFL will take action on that, especially after what happened there uh, yesterday afternoon in Jacksonville. But, uh, yeah, it was very ugly. I did see the brawl. How I know John uh, probably saw the highlights of it as well. If you didn't, John, you'll have to check it out on YouTube. But uh, it was very ugly. I did see it. Like you also saw it now. It was very ugly. I agree. <clears throat> Excuse me. How uh, he has nothing to add. So thank you very much, Chanel. We appreciate it. So folks, uh, we're gonna cut it short a little bit here. However, about five minutes ago, John's gonna play a little Christmas music for us, folks. And again, don't forget next week, ladies and gentlemen, our last show of the year will be a grand one here with 122, ladies and gentlemen. So John, as we take uh, everyone out for the evening, what do we got as far as Christmas music goes tonight? Christmas, baby, please come home by you too. Christmas. Baby, please come home by you too. Can you hear it? I can hear it fine. Just turn it up a little. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.